Hey, I'm Abby. And I'm Luke. And And you're you're listening to The Silent Room, where no one is silent. This week, we would like to introduce our two podcast guests, Tina and Alyssa, who are the founders of Box for Change LA. Tina is 1.5 generation Korean American. She was raised in Queens, New York and has been living in LA for two years. She enjoys boxing, reading, traveling, and hiking. Alyssa is a third generation Filipino Chamorro American. She was raised in San Diego, California and has lived in Los Angeles for almost five years. She enjoys boxing, trying new food, and exploring new places. So, both Tina and Alyssa, you guys both didn't grow up in Los Angeles. So, how is like where you grew up and Los Angeles culturally different? Sure, I'll go first. Um, so, I'm from San Diego, uh, which is not too far from LA. It's about a two-hour drive. Um, so, the so it's similar to LA in like the California culture, uh, but as far as differences. Um, San Diego is more suburban. So um, when I came to LA, I noticed that there's like little Tokyo, uh, Filipino town, there's little Armenia, little Ethiopia. And in San Diego, the closest thing we had to that was little Italy. So it was, it's really awesome to be in LA where there's a lot of um, little neighborhoods that are very culturally driven. San Diego is a very military town. There's about six bases, six military bases just in San Diego. Um, So San Diego is also a melting pot, but I feel like it was more spread out, whereas LA is more closer connected with all the neighborhoods. So I guess both LA and New York City are pretty culturally and ethnically diverse, but I feel like in New York, since things are so condensed, you can like you can walk by different neighborhoods and like visually see it on a daily basis, like just how much diversity there is um, in the city. And since you since it's a commuting city where like you don't have to drive, um, you do come in contact with a bunch of strangers at, at all days or hours of the day, which is like really interesting. So I think people watching is a big thing in New York. And there's just like a hustle and bustle vibe. Like in LA, I think it's really chill. People take things a little bit slower, but life is just constantly moving in New York. Yeah, Luke and I have gone to both San Diego and New York, so we have felt also the difference between San Diego, New York, and Los Angeles. When did you guys both start boxing? I started about like five years ago. I started in Taiwan. I was there for like nine months, Um, and all I was doing was running, so I got really bored. So I just tried it on class pass and loved it immediately. So when I came back to New York, I just signed up for a gym, got connected with coaches, and um, I just took boxing a little bit more seriously, like beyond just fitness, and uh, just fell in love with the sport itself. And it's been it's been pretty life changing for me. Like it's um, given me a lot more confidence in various aspects or different aspects of life, and taught me a lot about like what my body can do in terms of like athletic performance because I've never played a sport before um so yeah I love I really love boxing I love the sport and the community itself is so supportive and encouraging 
I started boxing about two years ago. Um, I was growing up, I was always athletic. I would play like flag football, basketball. I was a cheerleader. Um, so I always liked being active. We used to have an off-roll period in high school where you could either go home and just like go off campus, but I always wanted to like fill it with like PE or something. I just really enjoyed being active. When I moved to LA, I was adjusting. So it took me a while to get active. I think it was not active for like three years uh, when I first moved up here. So I was looking for some, a way to kind of get active again. Um, I had class pass and I was just kind of trying everything out. And then when I, I tried um, boxing and it was just a different like feeling than the other classes because first it was very intense and second, I felt like there was a lot of room to learn. And so I always wanna be a lifelong learner. And so finding boxing where there's so many things that you can learn just fit perfectly. How were you guys able to make Box for Change into an organization that's so successful? I honestly think that it was the support of the community that we're in. Um, there wouldn't have been as much awareness about what we do if it wasn't for the boxing gym that we go to right now, Fortune, because we were only going to do, our first class was only going to be like four people in the park who were just our friends, um, but they saw what we were doing and they offered to us to use their gym and they offered their trainers to help us so that helped get a lot more people to come and that just helped really spread the word from the beginning yeah and even ongoing like every event we put on has been in partnership with other trainers or like other people in the community so we i feel like we never do anything on our own like we just kind of maybe have the idea and like propose it to different people. And it's really everyone else who's like holding our hands um, in this fight together that's making Box for Change happen. So what do you see Box for Change becoming in the future? Um, I think right now um, we just want to continue to hold these donation-based boxing classes um, to be the corner people for these um, AAPI activists and organizations and helping bring awareness to what they're doing and also bring donations to them while also encouraging people um, to just be empowered by boxing and you know, try something new if they've never tried it before, if they have continued to sharpen their skills and just build on this community um, of AAPI um, within the world of boxing and also our allies. So how do you think that um, the community can bring more awareness to these events? Because something I found interesting is that people who didn't have social media didn't know much about the Asian hate crimes. How would you recommend other people to like spread this awareness? It starts with, you know, having conversations with each other and just, it's not an easy conversation to have to talk about these um, hate crimes going on, but it's an important one because 
like you said, there's some people who are not even aware about what's going on. And so I think, you know, bringing these conversations to, to light will really help to bring not only awareness, but also to bring about opportunities to help the change. Yeah, and I think it's gonna require like um, a desire from the AGI community to be more vulnerable about their stories and how they're feeling during this time. Because like you said, if people are not aware, they're not gonna know to ask about where you're at or whatever. So I think um, if we're willing to be more vulnerable about our stories, like it could definitely help at least within our circle and social circle of friends. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. All of Box for Change's socials will be linked down below in the description box. Don't forget to like, comment, and, and subscribe. And tune in to next week's episode of The, the Silent, Silent Room, where no one is silent. Thank you. Bye. Bye.